No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. This chicken. Let's kick this pig. Let's fuck this chicken on a Monday night here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Hello there, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's Monday night. I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did. As always, so much to get through, so much, so little time. We've got announcements, we've got stories. It's going to be a good news day. <laughs> I said to you on Friday I was going to spend the weekend and gather up some little news items, get some things together to bring you on a Monday night. You won't be disappointed, trust me. You shan't be disappointed with some of the little newsy little items that I've collected for you for your enjoyment here on the Daily Boogie Podcast Monday Night Edition. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you'd like to tell me about your wonderful weekend, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, then the preferred method is, of course, head to dlive.tv slash boogiebumper. Get some of those slippery little lemons and leave those sour little succulent suckers in my fruit bowl. Or you can hit the link down at the bottom of the screen there, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. So much to get through, so little time. How the bloody hell are you? You keeping safe? Uh, Our dear friend Gypsy in the chat, uh, say say hello to Gypsy. Gypsy, say hello to everyone. Uh, (laughs) Gypsy was uh, getting in touch over the weekend over Twitter. And now Philadelphia, yes, very, very proud of you, Philadelphia. I didn't think anything would happen in Philadelphia, but Philadelphia started popping too. Gypsy's a Philly girl. So <laughs> what a fucking weekend, huh? What a week. And look, I know, I know that I'm going to get criticized. I know that people are going to uh, hit me because, you know, I'm. Uh, what I'm going to get is like the usual thing that I get whenever I do commentary. Thank you for the Diamond Frozen Asian. Thank you for the follow Frozen Asian, by the way, uh, and follow the Sunday Night Shit Show, dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. He says, since you mentioned it, here you are. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to get the usual things because whenever I talk about something that's going on in the States, I always get like, well, what the fuck are you listening? What are we listening to you for? Cares what this foreign bastard thinks. Fuck him. Why don't you talk about your own country? So we're going to do both. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm going to talk about my own country, but our media is talking about what's going on in the States. And I'm going to give you a couple of little reports from down under, show you how the Aussies are reporting what's happening in the United States. But there's other stuff as well. Don't worry. I'm also going to bring you, since John McAfee has officially dropped out of the race now for president because he didn't win the nomination to the Libertarian Party, I've got good news. We've found ourselves another candidate. You're not going to believe it. Thank you for the diamond gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond gypsy? 
Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Gypsy just leaves us a little kissy face emoji and a grim faced emoji. You'll have to interpret that uh, however you see fit. So we found ourselves another uh, presidential candidate. And I'm very excited to bring this guy to you. If a lot of a good platform. And not to put too much of a spoiler on it, it's somebody that we've actually covered in the past. But now they're running for president. It makes it changes everything. Uh, Trenton Wave was awesome. Yes, give Trenton Wave a follow on uh, Periscope and YouTube. He was doing great work uh, documenting the the protests, which have now become heated. They've been, <laughs> the protests have been promoted from peaceful to heated protests in the eyes of the corporate media, ladies and gentlemen. He was covering the Austin Front, the Southern Front. So uh, Trenton Wave, uh, you'll see him in the chat from time to time. Good guy. Give him a follow. Check him out. So much to get through. It's not going to be all right stuff. Don't get me wrong. But the little newsy items that I have for you, I think you're going to like. But before we get down too far down that road, before we get too far down that path, I think we need to all collectively spare a thought for the real victim here. The real victim. Of course, I'm talking about coronavirus. See, nobody cares about coronavirus anymore. Nobody's talking about COVID-19 anymore. And I feel a little sad for COVID-19. COVID-19 had two solid months at the top of the tree where everybody wanted to get to know COVID. Everybody wanted to be COVID's friend. Everybody was sidling up next to COVID, rubbing COVID's thigh. Everyone wanted to buy COVID-19 a drink. But now all of a sudden COVID-19 is like so last month. It's so last week. Nobody even cares about COVID-19 anymore. But here on this show, as you know, we don't just flog dead horses. We like to keep dreams alive. So allow me to open the account tonight with a very important story from the good people of Switzerland, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to want to know this. COVID-19. Sex workers offer to limit customers to two positions which minimise the risk of transmitting coronavirus to enable brothels to end lockdown in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> just two positions. That's all you get. Hey, if you're going to have paid sexual intercourse with an unknown slut in a filthy bacteria hive brothel, you may as well do it safely. Swiss sex workers have drawn up a list of rules because sex is so much more fun when there are strict guidelines to follow. <laughs> drawn up, especially when you're paying for it. Drawn up a list of rules which they say minimise the risk of transmitting coronavirus in brothels in hopes that the country's ban on the industry could soon be lifted. I love that the brothel lobby in Switzerland is now approaching the government and saying, look, we can work something out here. What if we only do two positions that keep our faces well away from each other? Like, we don't like to kiss anyway. We don't want to kiss. So, you know, we can work together on this. Come on, government. Don't be so fascist. It comes as Switzerland's adult industry, this is the article, has been hit heavily by the pandemic after the government placed a temporary ban on prostitution two months ago to help stop the spread of the virus. <laughs> Must be a lot of people having sex with prostitutes in Switzerland. We found another cluster. The plan to reopen the, ind the industry. <laughs> Prepared by the organisation ProCoRe suggests that sex positions which allow for a safe distance between faces such as doggy style and reverse cowgirl are, quote, advisable. 
look, we've spoken to the doctors. <laughs> we know we've spoken to the doctors. We've discovered the two safest coronavirus positions that we have on the books. These positions reduce the risk of transmission of the virus in water droplets, Swiss media outlet Watson reported. Dr. Watson, both doggy style and reverse cowgirl allow for the woman to face away from her sexual partner, avoiding face-to-face contact. Other measures for protecting the health of sex workers include ventilating rooms for at least 15 minutes after each customer. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, doggy style's on the list, Gypsy. Gypsy's like, what about doggy? Tell me more about the doggy style. (laughs) They're not banning doggy style, are they? No, you're safe. You're good. And washing bed se- uh, bed sheets and hand towels at, at a temperature of at least 60 degrees each time after each customer. It is also recommended that sex workers wear a mouth and nose covering at all times. All of a sudden, your, your Arabian prostitute fantasies will be fulfilled whether you like it or not. Which outfit would you like? The the nurse, the the teacher, the schoolgirl, the cheerleader, uh, you know, the doctor. Which, which would you prefer? Uh, can I get the Arabian prostitute, please? Yes, that's all we have. That's all we have on offer. I'm terribly sorry. Gloves, condoms, and disinfectants would also be provided at brothels, and each session should be kept to 15 minutes. 15 minutes! That's it? I mean, sure, it's 13 minutes longer than I actually need, but damn it, if I go in for an hour, I'm expecting an hour of treatment. I'm expecting an hour of service here. The document... <laughs> gloves. <laughs> Disinfectant gloves. How fuck it... How... It gets my juices flowing. Like, I want to walk into a, a brothel and see the prostitute standing there completely naked, just with big, like, rubber dishwashing gloves on and a face mask and, you know, a bottle of disinfectant on the bed next to me. Like, that would get me rocking. I don't know about you, but that's exactly the kind of vibe I'm looking for when I go into, like, the Valentine suite or the cowboy room. (laughs) The document also advises against workers touching the personal belongings of each customer, such as their jacket. (laughs) Yes! Yes! What were you looking for? What were you looking for tonight, sir? Well, I'd like to open with a back rub. And then if you could please swallow both of my testicles. Okay, that's all right. And then I would like you to give me a rim job. And I was like, hey, don't touch my jacket. What are you trying to get me sick? (laughs) Semper Reloaded with a diamond. Thank you for joining us. Homemade ramen was jamming out to your theme song. Oh, that's good. That's good. We love our theme song. Thank you for joining us. So rim jobs, okay. Reverse cowgirl, okay. Doggy style, okay. <laughs> Deep throat, fine. But just don't touch my jacket because that might spread coronavirus. <laughs> this is what happens when you let very dumb people write rules for everybody else. <laughs> the document... <laughs> can't believe it. Don't touch the jacket, whatever you do. Customer contact data would be recorded for the purpose of tracing and kept for four weeks. Another good, another good thing that because you know, as you know, people who visit brothels really don't care about anonymity. They they don't care about privacy. 
So sure, can we take all of your personal details before you have sex with this prostitute, please? Absolutely. Would you like my wife's number? <laughs> Just in case I get sick, call my wife and tell her where I was. We need to let everybody know where the next cluster is going to pop up. Ring the bell up. and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the resub. Follow Q. Just like, here, here's here's the number to my mother. Uh, if I come out of here and I develop some coof-like symptoms, can you please get in touch with my mother and tell her that I was teabagging the prostitute at this brothel? And just let her know, just let everybody know that I was here, just in case, because I don't want anybody to get sick. I think the problem was the prostitute, I think the woman uh, touched my jacket on the way out. I think that's how it, how it spread. Proco re-urged the Swiss government to lift the restrictions as a matter of urgency, stating that the current ban was giving rise to illegal sex work and creating safety issues. Well, we've got to be safe here. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sex workers offer to limit customers to two positions to minimise the risk of transmitting coronavirus. Well done. Uh, I, I, just before I forget to, uh, a quick little announcement. Yes. The Daily Boogie, the one-of-a-kind, genuine, mean in America, uh, Daily Boogie butt plug, we're redrawing it. It's going off again. I'll probably do it on Wednesday. I'm not sure at this stage if I can do a Friday night show. I'd like to, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to squeeze it in. So uh, Wednesday night, we'll do the, the draw of the Daily Boogie butt plug because the, the winner of the butt plug didn't want the butt plug, which is fine, which is fine. But in light of that information... We're going to have to start, you know, we're going to have to start making the criteria a little stricter, I think. If you don't want to win whatever we're putting up, please don't enter the contest. <laughs> please do us a favor. Don't enter the contest. Uh, to be fair to SoCal Chris, he said, I thought you were joking. Look, if I entered a contest to win a butt plug on a relatively unknown podcast, I would assume it's a joke too. But it, I'm afraid it's very real. The contest is a joke, but the prize is real, if that makes sense. Yes, somebody will win a butt plug. Winning TV with a diamond. Follow Winning TV. Oh, by the way, thank you for to Winning TV for uh, the invite to go on there. I think the replay is still up if you want to check it out. I went on Winning TV show uh, for a couple of hours just to shoot the shit, have a little chat on Saturday night at about 8 p.m. Winning TV, so give Winning TV a follow. Our good friend Phil D'Angelo, uh, he says coronavirus knows not to infect liberal protesters. Of course, don't worry, we're going to get to that. No spoilers. Got a great little story for you. So, uh, so on Wednesday night we will do the draw for the butt plug again. But here's here's the deal: you have to be in the chat to win the butt plug. I'm sorry, that's the way we're going to roll. So. If the and every but you don't have to re-enter or anything. All of the names who previously entered, you will still be in it. We'll just take out SoCal Chris because he doesn't want it, which is fair enough. And if you want to win it though, I'll, I'll do it first thing on Wednesday. So in real terms, it'll probably start at like quarter past six, the drawing, and go for about twenty minutes or so. So if you want to win the butt plug, you have to be in the chat at the time that the butt plug goes off at the time of the drawing. Otherwise, no butt plug for you. And if the person who wins uh, isn't in the chat, like at that moment, no time limits, nothing like that. You've got to be, you've got to be here if you want to win it, if you want to claim it. If the person who wins the draw isn't in the chat, then we will just go back to the next person who is in the draw, like who is in the chat. 
So that's the way we're rolling. No, lube is not included. <laughs> you have to provide your own lube, I'm afraid. So, uh, going hunting. But I'm sorry, that's what we're doing it Wednesday night. It's a redraw. You have to be in the chat to win it. Is the plug used? No, it's brand spanking new. It's a brand spanking new. I got here right after getting runner-up. Ah, well, there you go. We'll say runner-up last time. You might win it next time. All right. The good news edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. He's on fire edition, ladies and gentlemen. As promised, let me open up the account with a little bit of news from down under. Let me show you what's happening down here. Let me show you how we're reporting what's happening over there because as I know, as I personally know from experience, Americans love being lectured to by foreigners about how to run their own country. (laughs) So you're going to really fucking enjoy this. Let's have a look. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening in America via the Australian corporate press? Protests are now spreading to home soil here in Australia. Oh, no, actually. Oh, oh, I've got the wrong one. This is even better than what I thought. This is going to be one for the Aussies in the audience. As you know, we can't... (laughs) We can't have our own situation down here. People say, like, why do you care so much about what's happening in America? And I say, because there's so much influence, American influence here. You won't believe it. Now we're having sympathy protests. Not in my town, believe it or not, but in other fucked up parts of Australia, other crazy places. They're they're having sympathy protests now. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. Like there was, you know what I It's, I'll, you know what? I'll just, I'll just let it play, so you can laugh at us for a change instead of me laughing at you. Enjoy. Protests are now spreading to home soil here in Australia. Jacqueline Robson is in Perth. Jacqueline, uh, just how did it all unfold? Well, Carl, this is a central part of Perth City and was completely transformed last night. Hundreds of people gathering. Hundreds. They were lining balconies, holding, uh, holding signs and chanting. <laughs> <laughs> Semper reloaded with the diamond. What if you only care about winning an axe? No, no, no. See, I don't, we don't offer axes as prizes here. Here, if you want an axe, you have to earn it. There are trials and tribulations. It's like, it's, almost, it's really intense, the process to get an axe here on this program. It's almost like when you get to the end of the process you're more likely to wish that you never started than you are likely to accept the axe because you won't want it by the time we're through with you, by the time we're through with this hazing ritual. So I would think very carefully. If you're somebody in the audience who wants an axe, is like, hey, I want an axe. I want, a, I, want, I want in on the team. I want to be part of this. Consider your words carefully because they may very well be your last. All right, let's carry on with Australian Black Lives Matter. Fuck me. Uh, now, this is to stand in solidarity with protesters in the US. So you've got to get yourself... I, I, would, put this, I would put this word of advice out to our uh, American brothers and sisters in Black Lives Matter. Got to get yourself a flag. Got to get your own flag so you can have your own flag for your own people and your own culture and stuff like that. So the Aboriginals in Australia, they have their own flag. The Ab- that's the Aboriginal flag right there. So maybe that would maybe that would ease a lot of the tension. Just have two flags in the United States, like we have two flags here in Australia. One one for all of the racists and one for the Aboriginals. 
And then it's very easy then to show people that you're a good person because you can wave the uh, Aboriginal flag, right? Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. So my recommendation to the uh, African-American brothers and sisters is get yourself your own flag. Design your own flag. Start waving that shit around. And then whenever you see an American flag, you can have a little flag off, right? The American flag would obviously be the flag of the racists and the Nazis and the bigots. And your flag would be the flag of tolerance. And then you don't have to have those annoying rainbow flags pop up and because the, the, the gays have their flag, right? The gay people have their flag. The racists have their flag. The libertarians have their flag. The don't tread on me, right? Where's your flag? Where's your flag, Freddie? I don't see your flag. So get your own flag. It helps. Trust me. Aboriginal elders took to the stage to tell the crowd of... Exactly. Fascist hippie. One flag for the blacks and one for the racists. It works. Their own injustices, saying they too know of death under police watch. The names of Indigenous people who have died under police custody also formed part of the chanting. Now, there was a police presence last night, but this was a peaceful protest. Good. The only peaceful protest over the entire week. <laughs> Antifa has a flag. Very good. Organisers did try to encourage the crowd to keep a safe distance. They were handing out face masks and sanitizer, but given. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I cannot take a protest seriously <laughs> when you're when you're trying to enforce government rules amongst the protesters. <laughs> we're here. We're here today because we're standing up against the man. <sighs> Fuck the government. They don't respect us. We do. We're here for change. <sighs> we're not listening to the government anymore. We demand change. We demand a right. We demand a right. We demand a seat at the table. Excuse me, sir. Could you please put this mask on? Could you please separate yourself by a couple of meters? Sir, sir, don't stand too close together. I don't know if you read the government guidelines about coronavirus, but we're here to protest against, you know, unearned power and privilege and government, you know, oppression. But could you please do what the government says? <laughs> Such rebels. I've been to the occasional protest in my day. If the protest organisers started telling me that I need to follow the rules, then I'm going to be like, okay, this is gay. I'm out here. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I'm fucking done. See you later. <laughs> Imagine running a protest and demanding people follow government guidelines. <laughs> wow, they're serious. This is an intimidating protest. Power to the people via the government guidelines. Did try to encourage the crowd to keep a safe distance. They were handing out face masks and sanitizer, but given the numbers... Sanitizer. <laughs> Thank you for Thank coming. I'll see you in hell. It was virtually impossible. This is just the start. We are expecting to see protests across Australia's major capital cities. In... <clears throat> Dear America, this is your cousin Australia calling. 
please exporting your shit here. <laughs> we like some of your stuff. We want to pick and choose which elements of American society we want to engage with. We like the hamburgers, right? That's probably it. <laughs> we like we like some of the movies. We like some of the music. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we generally get on pretty well. We're pretty similar when we get down to it, right? We like a good time. We like we like walks on the beach, grilling up a grilling up some steaks, having some cold beers. You know, we enjoy the sunshine. We we're pretty similar. The US and us. We're good. We're good cousins. We get on really well. Not like that crazy cousin Canada who dresses like a goth and has black fingernail paint and stuff. Yeah. Canada's like the black sheep. Kimmy with a diamond says, freedom through conformity. Exactly. We do. We love our Yankees. We love our Yanks. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond says, that's a weak protest. The sneaker store is not burning. Not yet. Not yet, but maybe it will be in the next couple of days. But if you could just do us one favor, uh, when it comes to, you know, the the activist culture and people following government guidelines while they stand up to the government and protesting stuff, if you could just keep that to yourself, we don't really want it. We're not interested in that. <laughs> Coming days. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, goody, goody. Things are happening. Protests are ongoing in the United States after a week of George after a week after George Floyd. Oh God! Let's start that again. Let's pretend like I didn't do that. Protests are ongoing in the United States a week after George Floyd's death, including one planned for Hollywood later today. I can't. I'm looking forward to the Hollywood protest. When does that start? Timmy, come on out here. Look, Timmy. There's a black person. Do you want to come and look at the black guy? Have you ever seen a black person before? Oh, mommy, mommy, can I go look at the black people being angry and doing things? Yeah, come on, let's go look at the black people. Hey, 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 you're getting a little too close to the jewelry store, all right? Just stay where you are. We we have, we respect your right to protest here in Hollywood. We do, we're on your side. We love you. We love you, you're beautiful people. You have an amazing culture. We really respect you here in Tinseltown. We respect your right to protest, but could you just do it in South Central? You know, that place is already half burned to the ground, so just do it over there. You don't have to come in here. Oh, no, little Timmy got flashbanged. Mommy, mommy. <laughs> mommy, I want to see a black person. <laughs> Can't wait for the protest in Hollywood. I suspect that the protests in Hollywood will be very short-lived as all of the people in their million-dollar mansions, you know, the better the people who are better than us, the celebrities, the rich and famous, uh, as they're all making calls, not to the local police, but to, like, the senators, right, and the congressmen and calling them up, like, directly on their cell phone. You need to put a stop to this. They're within five miles of my home now. We can't have this. I, I, I promised little Timmy he could see a black person, but I plan on doing it with a telescope from the roof of my mansion. I don't want to be up close and personal with these people. Let's not be ridiculous here. <laughs> Let's see what's going on. To US correspondent Alexis Daish in Los Angeles. Alexis now. Daish. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. 
See you now. Where a protest is planned in Hollywood. Lexi, how prepared are the police there? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say extremely. <laughs> Just a hunch. Uh, well, look, it's the businesses more that we're seeing are getting prepared. This is one of many along Sunset Boulevard that has... I can't be the only person that's praying for Koreans on rooftops to make a sensational comeback because now we have the internet. If you don't know what Koreans on rooftops is, you, you can discover it for yourself. You can live the magic for the first time. I don't want to ruin it for you. But just look up LA riots, Koreans on rooftops. That'll, that's all you need. And your afternoon is now complete. If we could get, because now with social media, now with the internet, now with everybody with camera phones, Koreans on rooftops would be next level. Like the sequel would be better. If they did already, wow. Yeah, winning TV of the diamond. Yeah, that'll stop him. A sign. <laughs> Your bullets are no match for my sign. Has come in early today, boarded up their front windows. Um, this business owner has put up a sign as well. Black Lives Matter every day. He's got another... Every day. ...other sign out the front that reads George Floyd's final words, I can't breathe. This, is, this business owner is like... We need to we need to show that we're on their side. Then they'll leave us alone because that always works. <laughs> you know, if we go out, what if we make a sign and hang it on the front of the store? What if we show these people that we believe in what they're saying? Do you think they'll leave us alone? Do you think they won't attack Ring the our bell business? And <laughs> get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub. QK Cobbs. Do you think if do you think if we put a sign up, they'll walk past our store? <laughs> AKA, don't break my store. Exactly. Don't don't loot me. I'm one of you. I'm just like you. I'm just one of I'm just like one of you, except I have far more money and I would never mix with you people, but we're just the same. Um, so you can tell the businesses here are getting concerned that we may see a repeat of some of the awful scenes on the streets in Los Angeles uh, thus far. Uh, Lady Fritzer in the chat says, Boogie, you asked POTUS to be visible and now he's here. I, I did, but here's the thing. I need to put a caveat to that. And it's people, you know, people don't get nuance anymore. We, we all know that. <coughs> I don't think Trump saying anything is going to make any difference at this point. And... To be fair, I've had that position for three years, right? Like, nobody's getting convinced now. The 41% or 44% or whatever that is pro-Trump, that we, we know for a fact that people in the media and the, the Democrats and stuff, they hate the fact that no matter what they do to Trump, no matter what they say about him, no matter what happens... They can only attack his approval rating by like three or four percent either way. And it doesn't go off the scale very popular and it doesn't go off the scale unpopular. Whatever it's locked in as, that's where it stays pretty much, which has never really happened before. In, in, in times like later on down the road when, you know, in the cold light of day when people can be a little more analytical, People will say that Donald Trump's support was probably the most loyal support that um, any modern politician has had. 
at least in the last, you know, three decades or so. No matter what they do, they can't get that approval rating to drop before below a certain amount. And they hate that. But even though I know that him saying anything is unlikely to change anything, it's still a bad look to, you know, cower away and just tweet for four days to not say anything because that's kind of the deal. It's easy to make uh, speeches and mic drop moments when, oh, look, the economy's going well, like crazy Joe Biden. When everything's running along as the way you want it to go, it's very easy to look like king shit. But when things start to fall apart, that's when you're that's when you need to keep being king shit and not do the thing where you you cower away and don't say things, right? But even even though like like I said, it looks weak, but in reality, him saying anything is not going to change anything. You know why? Because people are so partisan now. So the people who are attacking we've we've analyzed this before in the corporate press. Oppositional for the sake of it. This is how it would play out. If Donald Trump doesn't if Donald Trump doesn't say anything, they say that he needs to make a speech. If he made a speech, they would say that the speech is insincere. If he made a sincere speech, they'd say that somebody else wrote it for him and he doesn't really matter. He doesn't really mean it, right? If he makes a speech, people will say, well, he shouldn't have made a speech. He shouldn't say anything. And then he goes, okay, I won't say anything. And then they say, but you need to make a speech. So that's it's ridiculous. There's too much partisanship for people to be realistic now. The reality is like the, the governors are supposed to take care of this stuff. The local mayors, the local sheriff's departments, the local police forces, they're supposed to be the ones who are taking care of this. But instead of doing that, they will blame Trump and say Trump needs to step up. Trump needs to do something about this. But we all know if he actually did, if he, stu- if he stepped up and used the uh, federal government to put this down, the very same people would instantly switch and say he's acting like a dictator. It's not his job. He's out of his jurisdiction. This is our job. The federal government shouldn't be involved. So, you know, it is. It's so absurd. It's so ridiculous that there is really like they whatever he does, they will say is wrong, and they will just. And it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to take the oppositional for the sake of it stands. He needs to do something. Okay, I'll do something. Stop acting like a dictator. I'm not going to say anything. He needs to say something. Okay, I'll say something. Why is he talking? That's so insincere. He shouldn't say anything. It's just, ugh. But again, in saying all that, you can't help but notice uh, the absence over the last four days as a general comment. You can't help but notice that he hasn't been there. And throwing out the occasional tweet probably isn't going to cut the mustard with most people, even though we acknowledge that saying making speeches is probably not going to make any difference anyway. You decide. All right, let's carry on here. I can't breathe. They're not going to attack my business. We'll be fine. We're going to make it out of this, Timmy. Uh, The protest here is not meant to start for a few hours yet, but from what we understand, this is one of those splinter groups um, that is not actually part of the peaceful protests associated with the Black Lives Matter movement. Rather, they are taking advantage of this situation. Uh (laughs) It's one of these splinter groups. It's one of these splinter groups that's not actually associated with Black Lives Matter. See, they're, they're sweet. They're fine. They're golden. (laughs) <laughs> it's a splinter group 
If only they applied this standard to everybody, then nobody would have a problem. But this is a this is a splinter group, right? When it's convenient, everybody gets lumped into the same bag when it suits them politically. But on this particular occasion, oh no, it's very complicated. It's very complicated. You've got main groups who are peaceful and then you've got little splinter groups who are trying to make them look bad. Exactly. They always have an excuse. It's always somebody else's fault. <laughs> splinter groups, like terror cells. Um, to, to incite violence and to loot businesses. Uh, oh, yeah. The mayor of Los Angeles has spoken about this um, and he says that uh, the, the peaceful protests are getting hijacked. Here he is. The peaceful protests are getting hijacked, hopefully by white supremacists, I assume. They have not just caused chaos and damage. Mm -hmm. They are hijacking a moment and a movement and changing the conversation. <laughs> And what you're seeing here is truck a truck trucks that have just pulled up on the Sunset Strip. They are loaded, we're told, with barricades. Um, the dream of being hip on Sunset Strip. But I'll tell you what they don't know. Hustlers roll, beat cops stroll. City where the night runs deep. Yeah, CD bars, cats in lowered cars. Hollywood while you're asleep. And they're going to be essentially putting these barricades across Sunset Boulevard to try and uh, prevent people moving through here and causing trouble. This is an iconic part of Hollywood. Um, and we just hope, obviously, that we do not see a repeat of what we have already. <laughs> Edgar, make sure they put that bin directly in front of my store. <laughs> Okay, we've got our defense plan all sorted out. We've got the Black Lives Matter sign. We've got the I Can't Breathe sign. Now, if we could just get the local garbage company to drop that bin right in front of my store, make it a little bit. Why should we make it easy for these people who we support? <laughs> why shouldn't we make it easy for these people who we support to attack our business? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, one more for you from down here in Australia, and then we'll move on to some more interesting news from around the world. Uh, this was fun. I quickly scanned this one before. I hope I don't forget the part that I thought that was funny when we get to it, but let's see. Violent protests continue to rock cities across the oh, United States. Oh, oh. Criminal investigations are now underway after a speeding truck drove at crowds of people protesting yeah. on a freeway in Minneapolis. Incredibly, no protesters were injured. <laughs> but the truck driver was. <laughs> the truck driver was put in hospital. <laughs> Thankfully, none of the protesters were injured. What about the truck driver? Oh, he had all he had seven kinds of shit beaten out of him, but none of the protesters were hurt. That's the main thing. Ah, right. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless. <laughs> They're just waiting for the next Reginald Denny situation, aren't they? Live now to Paul Caddick in Los Angeles. Paul, like a growing number of cities, there's a curfew there tonight. Is that having any impact at all? Good afternoon, Anne. Well, it has managed to bring some calm here to the streets of Santa Monica in Los Angeles, but only after the curfew has been in place for some seven hours now. We're here with firefighters who are dealing with the aftermath of a blaze that was lit during what was really a rampage. <laughs> Rational times in the chat. Great point. Like he had no reason to drive on the highway. <laughs> ...of looting here today. Police are still... Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. 
See you in there. Arresting groups of people. They've already arrested hundreds of people. As the LA County Sheriff put it, all lawful protesters have now gone home. The only uh, people who are left now are people who are trying to do damage. The spl- it's, it's those splinter groups again. You see, the lawful protesters follow the rules. <laughs> The lawful protesters do what the government tells them. The only people who are out there now are, you know, they're not part of the lawful protest. That's a different That's a different thing entirely. Let's not put them in the same... It's fine. Don't worry about... <laughs> but what about the mingling? What about the mingling and the interaction and taking opportunity and all of that stuff? Oh, well, you know, there's, there's, there's reason to believe that these are two completely different entities. But the main thing here is, what we need to understand here is, what, what you have to understand is <coughs> that all of the good guys are respecting the curfew and only the people who are out, outside of the curfew, are the bad guys. They're the bad ones. They're the baddies. We need to deal with them. And they're nothing to do with us. We have no association. We're not organizing anyone. We're not running. We're not running uh, quarterbacking things here. No, 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 no. That is all out of our control. That's not in our purview. We're good guys. We're the good guys. We believe in you. Those guys over there. Well, that's a different thing. I don't. We don't have anything to do with that. Okay. The National Guard is also on the streets here tonight, patrolling this part of LA, which really got the brunt of these gangs of looters and the trouble today. It started again with a rally of protesters that was boisterous but peaceful. (laughs) (coughs) Whilst they are showing a man being beaten on the street, dragged out of his car and beaten on the street, the newsreader says this. Part of LA, which really got the brunt of these gangs of looters and the trouble today. It started again with a rally of protesters that was boisterous but peaceful. Boisterous. Boisterous but peaceful. <laughs> While they are literally showing footage of a guy getting beaten half to death on the street. <laughs> in, in broad daylight. Boisterous but peaceful. Energetic. Passionate. Walked around the CBD here, but about an hour or so in, and suddenly there was another group that splintered off and started... Splinter splinter groups? Are we noticing a pattern yet? Everything was going swimmingly, but then there was another splinter group. There was a group that splintered off, and they weren't so boisterous and peaceful. Targeting shops, smashing and grabbing. Smashing and grabbing. Saw a massive response by... Exactly, Foggy in the chat. Boisterous, just a bunch of lovable larrikins. Authorities, (laughs) they flooded the area to try and contain the situation, but it has taken hours to try and bring it out of control. Dozens of shops have been damaged and stripped. Now, there's been trouble in another part of LA, another coastal part, Long Beach today, another rally that turned violent and again... Gangs of looters have been hitting shopping centres there, uh, and at least, uh, to, and we know it, uh, tonight, at least uh, one building that has been destroyed by fire. Well, <clears throat> I have some sympathy. Winning TV with a diamond says nothing says justice like good old smash and grab. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I have some sympathy, believe it or not, because it looks to me here's a here's a news flash. 
and maybe people haven't considered this before, but the evidence is starting to mount that perhaps riotous behaviour and antisocial behaviour may have been fomented and procured and then unleashed by certain agitators and certain activist types. And now they're discovering, amazingly, that they do not have control of the people who are doing the smashing and the grabbing. (laughs) It seems like a ridiculous notion, I know, at first. But if you think about it a little while, if you think on it just for a moment, perhaps, maybe, people were pushing for this and have now found themselves at a stage where they can no longer control their creation. It's a Dr. Frankenstein situation. It's alive! It's alive! Exactly. Nick Core in the chat. It's crazy talk. I know. I know. It sounds ridiculous. Uh, let's let's see. <laughs> maybe maybe some people organized, you know, maybe some people were pushing for certain activities to take place and certain behaviors to be behaved. And they now find themselves unable to control what they have created. Let's have a look. Now, this sweet girl here on the left-hand side, who's dressed in all black, holding a megaphone, um, the kind of megaphone that you would use to, you know, quarterback a riot. (laughs) The type of megaphone that certain activists will use. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. In order to tell people where to stand, where to go, what to do, who to attack, who not to attack, where to march, how to, who to chant, right? What to chant, pardon me. The very same kind of situation where you would have a megaphone standing at the back of the crowd trying to bark instructions to the crowd. And this sweet girl, unfortunately for her, is now in this moment discovering that she does not have control of the people that she's there to direct. Amazingly, in the middle of a riot, looting and burning situation, she's figuring out, hang on a minute, these people that I'm trying to tell what to do, they're not listening to me anymore. (laughs) It's amazing. It's crazy. Let's have a look. Stop! Please stop! Stop! S-T-A-H-P. Stop. Stop, please stop. (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) I love that footage. Have a look at this again. One more time. No, please stop. Stop. No, don't, no. A valuable life lesson being learned. The men with masks throwing bricks through windows, looting and taking shit. It appears like they're not listening to the college-aged student. 
It appears like, it, it sounds amazing, right? I mean, this is a shocking concept. <laughs> it, it appears as though the looters and the rioters and the people who throw bricks and Molotov cocktails through shop windows have taken this moment to decide we don't care what the privileged college student who thinks they're a communist thinks. We don't care what she says. It's amazing that she is not the centre of the universe when it comes to the revolution. Isn't it stunning? What a moment for her. What, a, what an opportunity for growth. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that I'm not a revolutionary activist uh, leading the charge against the government? Are you saying that people don't care what I think? Unfortunately, it appears that way. Amazingly. Uh, we've got another, here's a little interview uh, with our favourite revolutionary quarterback. Let's have a Please look. Say- so, uh, were you an organizer of the original event or, no, or the I wasn't protest? I was an organizer. I just have a loud voice and somebody gave me the bullhorn. <laughs> somebody gave me a bullhorn. <laughs> okay. Rule number one about organizing is never say that you're an organizer, <laughs> especially when the when the thing that you're supposed to be organizing descends into an orgy of violence and destruction. <laughs> so she's not dumb. At least give her that. Because <laughs> that would have been particularly dumb. Now, were you organizing this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cover. <laughs> Throw her in the back of the police car. She's done. You're out of there. So she's not She's not stupid. Because while the buildings are burning around her, she doesn't take ownership of it. Well done. Well done. No, no, I'm just, I'm just a little girl with a loud voice and somebody handed me a bullhorn. Somebody just, somebody deputized her in the movement. <laughs> hey, you've got a loud voice. How would you like to, how would you like to tell all of these riders what to do? Sounds great. Woo! I've been waiting for this my whole life. I can't wait. <laughs> Original event or, no, or the I wasn't protest? An organizer. I just have a loud voice. An organizer. Okay. So I saw that you were reacting to people who were breaking out windows of these businesses. And so I'm wondering if you have any statement on, or, you know, just anything to say about. I do feel for her. Because I don't know if you can see it or not. She, she does, she has tears welling up in her eyes. Look. Look at oh look at that face. How could you be angry at that face? Ladies and gentlemen, a little sympathy, please, for our friend here. Everybody hurts sometimes. You know, I was just down here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to stand up for what's right. I'm trying to do the right thing. You know, people demand. People need justice. And I don't. I'm not even organizing this thing. You know, like people. I. I just have a loud voice. And somebody handed me the bullhorn. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody. I don't even know who it was. I didn't catch their name. But you know, I was. I think people have a right to protest, and then 
it just started getting crazy. And people started throwing bricks through windows and setting buildings on fire and, you know, kicking the shit out of innocent people on the street. And I was telling them, stop, stop. But they wouldn't listen to me. They just kept going and going and going. There's nothing I could do. I was trying so hard. My college professor told me that I'm going to be an important person one day, that I'm going to be change. But they wouldn't listen. I tried. I tried so hard. <laughs> Bless her cotton socks. Are you know, just anything to say about um, how things went down tonight? I didn't tonight. want to vandalize the town. I just wanted to, you know, run through the town and scream George Floyd's name. I didn't ask for the fire. <laughs> not what we wanted. It's not what I wanted. I just wanted to run through the town and scream George Floyd's name. I didn't want any of this. I didn't want this. <laughs> Karen in the chat, you need to say like every other word or we don't understand you. We only like understand like. <laughs> Touche. Like, I just wanted to like, you know, like, run through like the town and like say George Floyd's name like you know whatever whatever like you know whatever <laughs> why sense a give me with a diamond says uh will she get her participation trophy I certainly hope so if, only if somebody loots it first I think I think that's the way it works no I didn't want any of this <laughs> I didn't ask to break those windows. I had yeah. no idea that those windows were going to... Again, another moment of... Um, another moment to grow here. Apparently, nobody gives a fuck what you want, darling. Huh? Isn't it great? Isn't this a great moment of clarity for her? She can grow from this. Guess what? You're not that important. Guess what? Nobody cares what you want. Guess what? Nobody cares what you think. Guess what? Everybody's ignoring you. <laughs> What a fucking revelation. See, most of us in life already know that we are unimportant. We know that nobody cares what we think. We know that nobody cares what we do. We know that nobody cares what we say. And in a riot protest situation, we know that nobody's going to fucking listen to us. I see you in hell. We know that. But she had to actually go to a looting riot scenario in order to learn that, for, learn that for herself, that she's not the center of the universe. And I'm very happy for her. Very happy that she's come to this moment. Get broken. That's why I was trying to stop them, because this needs to be peaceful, because ah. I don't think that George would have wanted to have those windows broken. You speak, for, you speak on behalf of the dead guy. <laughs> she's not... I, maybe I was giving her too much credit. But if I was George, I would have wanted to have my name screamed around the town. And so... People are going to protest in their own ways. I can't make them stop. I tried, but... They're I tried everything I could. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I tried everything that I know to get them to stop. I stood there and screamed, stop, please, stop, no, stop. And they wouldn't stop. And then I was all out of ideas. <laughs> it was fresh out of, like, ideas and, like, you know, whatever. 
grown adults, and, but I, I, for me, I don't agree with breaking into the stores. I, I don't agree with breaking into the stores. I feel sorry for her because she's a little cute. <laughs> Is there anything else that you... Aw, aw, you don't agree with looting? Aw. You're trying to make them stop. You're a good. You're one of the good guys, aren't you? And she's doing the whole innocent thing. Like I just didn't even know. I was just. I just wanted to scream. I just wanted to scream. There's the college age solution to problems. By the way, run through the street and scream. This, I'm making the world a better place. I'm helping. I'm changing things. <laughs> I'm doing a service here. You guys who are looting and taking stuff, you're ruining it for everybody. Shut up, bitch. Uh, what? Okay. Seems like they're not paying attention. You would like to add or anything else you would like to say about how things have gone tonight or what you're in? I'm really sad. I'm, re I'm really sad. With the way that America is right now. And mm. I'm really disheartened mm. at the way that America is right now. Yeah. And I want justice for George Floyd. And I'm going to run down the I'm going to run down the street screaming his name until I get it. A fantastic lesson for the youth. <laughs> Just keep screaming until you get what you want. There needs to be a sentence for that officer like yep. minimum. Well, hopefully the court takes into account your actions here today. Cuz I I I'm sure I'm not alone on this. I think we all want court cases to be decided by how loud uh young women scream on the street. All court cases should be decided this way. He should get life in prison. Why? Well, look at all of the people on the street screaming about it. Good, good choice. We could do away with judges and juries. We could really expedite the whole legal process. If we just jump straight to whoever's screaming the most, give them what they want. <laughs> Scream harder, you'll get your way. Exactly. A fine lesson. So this was a very growing moment for this young lady. She learned a lot of things here today. Sort of. She learned that when she screams at the top of her lungs, people don't listen to her and don't care what she thinks. But she still maintains that screaming at the top of the, her lungs is the best way to enact change and to get people to listen. She's a special one. She's a special one, this one. And I wish her... All the best. All the very best. <laughs> With that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. When we get back, I've got the corporate media response. Got a little bit of corporate media, and I will show you the next president of the United States, which I'm very excited about. So stick around for five minutes. You're on the Daily Boogie. I'm going to grab myself a drink, uh, visit the little boys' room. We'll be back in five. Stick around. We'll see you soon. Your novelty comedy songs, organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week 
so check it out. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie really giving that one a workout. Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stover. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with the good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? You have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it. No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, come on, you secretly really love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it. Uh, so subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive. With zeros for O's, because everything in your life is that difficult. 
patriots. This is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censor, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go. See you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons. Eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies. Show us boobies, it's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy This Justin! The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More Sometimes right on. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. We're coming back. Thank you for sticking around, ladies and gentlemen. Second half of the show here on the Daily Boogie Podcast on a Monday night. So much more to bring you. Once again, a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter, patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet already. iTunes, Podbean, Last.fm, they're all on, it's on all of those things. And of course, give us a follow on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Uh, yes, so the plan was 
to bring you some uh, corporate media responses in this the second half of the show. But like usual, uh, I get so sidetracked. You know, I, I only got through less than half of the things that I wanted to show you in the first half of the show. So I'm tossing up. <clears throat> maybe I'll, Maybe there's a few more things we need to run through. A few more things that we need to go over just before we get to the corporate media response and then the next president of the United States, which I'm, I'm going to show you as well, because we have to cover this. This is groundbreaking news. This is stellar next level news, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So how about we do this? Um, a couple more things from over the weekend that I've collected up here. Here's this guy. Now, I feel a bit sorry for this guy, but I'm still going to laugh because you'll see why. Uh, why break my window? The owner of Columbia Newsstand on Washington Street was sweeping broken glass shortly after looters smashed the store's front window out on several items. So what's happened? Look, and I know I'm going to get accused of um, I'm so far away from it, so it's easy to make these kinds of um, distinctions and stuff. It's easy to say these things, blah, 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 blah. I get that. Um, but like the girl in the last clip that we watched, who's discovering that her voice isn't that important. Like people aren't listening to her. People really don't care what she thinks. She's learning that she's not like the leader that she's, she believes that she was. She's, she's learning that she's not the center of the universe. And rather she's just like a, a teeny tiny little pimple on the asshole of time as we all are. Indeed, like some of the greatest people you know, like some of the biggest names you know, are merely pimples on the asshole of time that will eventually fade into dust at one point in the future. I'm sorry I'm being so positive here. It's just a reality. You're not that important. Nobody really cares what you think. And a whole bunch of people are starting to, like, this is going to bring that reality to them. This is going to expose them to the fact, and we're all guilty of it in some way or another. We all think we're more important than we are because, you know, things uh, affect us, right? And the things that affect us are more important to us than other things, obviously. But just like that girl in the clip previous. Uh, you know, she thought that she could tell people to stop when they're looting and rioting and stealing things. Then <laughs> They're not paying attention. This is why I made the point last week. When politicians give speeches, right? Remember the clip we played of the people in, I forget the name of the town. It's in California. Oh God, what's the name of the town? Where the guy, um, where the guy wore the KKK mask, right? To the store. And these people came out and like with all the signs, love, not hate. Uh, Santi, Santi in California. Uh, Santi loves, you know, gay Republican Mexicans. We love you. Everybody loves us. We're here. Love, not hate. We stand against hate, blah, 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 blah. Those, those airy, fairy exercises in rhetorical masturbation actually don't do anything. They don't make any difference. It's about making you feel better. You're justifying your existence, but you're not changing anything. You're not doing anything of value, of note. The same thing applies to the politicians when they make the speeches like, hate will not divide us, we will not stand for this, uh, because when it, that only works when there's no need for it. When things are operating, not even operating well, when things are just operating, that's when those speeches work. 
when there's no need for it. When there's a need for it, when things escalate, when the system starts to break down, nobody's listening to those speeches. Nobody cares. When things start to escalate and bricks start getting thrown and Molotov cocktails start getting thrown and people start getting the shit kicked out of them in the street and riots start happening and cities start burning, nobody is listening to the politicians say, well, hate hate will not divide us. We need to stand united. Nobody's listening to the girl with the megaphone saying, "Uh, please don't stop. This is supposed to be peaceful. Nobody's listening. The, the, the things that we think matter don't matter when it matters, if that makes sense, if I can make a convoluted point. So uh, check out this poor guy. Uh, trying to He's trying to comprehend why his store would be targeted. Have a look. Well, I get a call from an arm company, and then I looked at my app. Now, and- I have sympathy for this guy. Don't get me wrong. Do, don't misinterpret what I'm saying here. I have absolute sympathy for this business owner, but he doesn't get it. And like, understandably, he's confused. Like, why would they do this to me? He just doesn't understand what's happening here. And then I kind of knew it, and I rushed down here, and next thing you know, somebody breaks in, knocked that door out, and stole a bunch of cigarettes, and uh, destroyed the glass. There's nothing I can do about it tonight, so just cleaning it right now. What I want to say is I want to know is this supposed to be a peace rally. I don't see no peace. Burning down properties and destroying other people's property. I just don't see what's fair to other people is. What? Yeah, it's not fair. It's not fair. That's the point. See, again, like he's like, it's supposed to be a peace rally. No, no, no. Just like the girl in the previous clip, even though they're two totally different people, right, and they're two totally different situations, you don't get to decide what this is. It decides what it is. The only thing you can do is deal with it. The cops aren't going to save you. The politicians aren't going to save you. The girls with megaphones aren't going to save you. You can say that it's supposed to be a peace rally. I don't understand. But just saying that it's something doesn't mean that's what it is. We are afflicted with this condition in the West of misdiagnosing things to make ourselves feel better about the things that we see. We tell ourselves that this is a peace rally. We tell ourselves that this is the reason that this thing is happening. And we're seldom right. And when we're disappointed, we're confused. We don't know why. Why would they do this to me? Why would they come after me? I haven't done anything. I'm a good guy. Why won't they listen to me? I'm telling them stop. I don't want them to destroy the buildings. Why won't they listen? (laughs) Because there's a fundamental disconnect between reality and our expectations. We think that everything should operate X way. And when it doesn't, it throws us into this state of mass confusion and fear and loathing. In reality... Political speeches aren't going to make any difference. The cops aren't going to save you. And the little organiser girls with the megaphones aren't going to make anything go away. All you can do is protect your own. In reality. And when you complain, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to listen. And if this... If this thing gets progressively worse, which many people suspect that it may, 
now is a good time to understand where you stand on the totem pole. If you're a good law-abiding citizen who owns a business and doesn't want to see violence and it should be a peace protest and you stand with the peaceful protesters and stuff, understand you are in the same boat as the people you claim to hate. Because a mob is going to come around and kick your shop windows in, whether they like you or not, whether they agree, whether you agree with them or not. Because in reality, what? Nobody cares what you think. Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you have to say. It's irrelevant in situations like this. The only thing you can do is protect yourself and yours. That's it. And hope for the best. Shitty, but it's true. What happened in other states? What does South Carolina do with it? We got nothing, nothing to do to with do it. it. I nope. wasn't there. Nope. So why me? If because you want to do peace rally, it should be peaceful rally. Not- why me? Why me? Because you own a store. That's why. That's all. That's all. Because you have a shop front. That's why. It sucks, doesn't it? That's just the way it is. Destroying other people's property. Yep. <clears throat> Don't have a choice. You still gotta, still gotta pay your bills. Still gotta yep. recover. I guess. Yep. Everyone's getting screwed in the ass. I, I, I don't know. It's. I, I don't have no words. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And again, I have sympathy for this guy, but you're looking in all the wrong. You're looking in all the wrong places here. I, I don't understand. I'm so confused. Why? Why me? I didn't do anything. Why? This is what. People who get cancer ask themselves, why me? Right? What did I do? What did I do to deserve this? Life is unfair. <laughs> There's a great quote from a politician down here who I personally can't stand. A politician who uh, now works for the fucking Chinese government in a Chinese think tank, believe it or not, who was at one time our foreign affairs guy. True fucking story. He was the Premier of New South Wales and then later became a senator in the federal government in, with the portfolio of foreign affairs, who now literally works for a Chinese government think tank, gets paid by the Chinese government, and he lobbies government to do you know, pro-Chinese things. It's incredible. But he did have one great quote in his entire political career, a guy named Bob Carr. <laughs> And he was asked when people were protesting and stuff, they were, people were out the front of his office or something and they were protesting and chanting. And he was asked by a reporter, why do you think these people are out here? Why do you think these people are protesting? Why do you think they're getting upset? And his response was something to the effect of, because life is an inherently boring experience and people have a hard time dealing with that reality. <laughs> Which is... Like it, it is probably one of the most based things I've ever heard of a left-wing politician say. Why are they protesting you, sir? Because life is boring and they can't deal with it. <laughs> same thing applies here. Same, the same thing applies here. It is so on the nose. It's incredible. Why are they kicking in my store? Why are they rioting? Why are they looting my shit? Because life is an inherently boring experience and most people can't deal with that fact. <laughs> know what to say people just why i mean if if this person died was was breaking my window and looting and destroying other people's property what that person gonna gain no. 
follow Q in the chat says, because people are handing out bricks for rioters to throw. Let's be honest here, though. If somebody hands you a brick, are you going to throw it? People are throwing, stop taking responsibility away from people. People are throwing bricks because they want to throw bricks. And if somebody didn't hand them a brick, they'd find something else to throw. They'd pick up a trash can and throw that. They'd find something on the street and throw that. People are handing them bricks because they want to throw bricks. They're, well, people are handing them bricks, but they're throwing bricks because they want to throw them. Like, people still have agency over their own actions, right? I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the riots wouldn't happen unless somebody handed somebody else a brick. <laughs> right? They would just throw something else if a brick wasn't readily available. So let's not let's not go down that path. Well, it's all it's all the fault of the people handing out bricks. It's their fault. Well, no, it's still the fault of the guy throwing a brick. Nothing. And if this is to my to my black people, I want to know. If somebody handed me on the, a brick on the street, I go, "Thanks, man," and drop it to the ground and walk and go home. You would too. Throw, exactly, Ambelina. Just because somebody hands me a meth pipe doesn't mean I have to use it. Just because somebody hands you a brick doesn't mean you have to throw it. The person throwing the brick is responsible for the brick going through the window, not the person handing them a brick. This supposed to be a peace walk or peace. That's because if you go down that line, guess what? You now now you if you want to if you want to go down that path of logic, fair enough. But then you must be in favour of gun control, right? Right. Because it's not the it's not the fault of the person shooting the gun. It's the fact that the guy uh, had a gun put in his hands. That's the real problem. So we need to stop handing people guns, and then nobody will get shot. See how quickly that turns around and starts biting you on the ass. That way of thinking. So no, I can't agree with that. Whatever you guys were doing, where's the pieces? Well, I where is the pieces? Maybe we need a hero. How about a real hero? Not a political hero, not a girl with a megaphone, not a guy in a black costume. <clears throat> well, actually, a guy in a black costume. I think Lucifer Sam sent me this. This is fucking incredible. Have a listen. The best part about this is listen to the reaction this guy gets from the crowd. A real hero, ladies and gentlemen. A dark anti-hero. Have a look at this. <laughs> If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. Uh, at the Washington riots, a guy dressed as Batman started just wandering around the crowd. <laughs> Batman is here. Batman has arrived. <laughs> this, I approve of this kind of protesting. 100%. I endorse this action. <laughs> Forget Batman. We need to punish us as Lufering, though. Have, have a li listen to the way the crowd reacts to him. It's gold. It's priceless. <laughs> he's here. People are going, he's here. He's here. Saved. 
beautiful. I absolutely love it. And then I think there's one more here. Oh, yes. This is without doubt. This is without doubt the best video of the entire weekend's proceedings. This is without fail. This is the best thing I've ever seen. And on this occasion, I'm going to be 100% on, you know, on board. I'm 100% in favor of the looting and the rioting and the violence for this one particular thing that I'm about to show you. <laughs> I am on the side of the rioters because this has to be one of the greatest things that's ever happened. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's got to be the first recorded instance. Thank you for coming. I'll see you now. I'll see you in hell. This has to be the first recorded instance of somebody stealing a police horse. <laughs> and it's so awesome. It's so wonderful. It's so amazing. I absolutely love it. I cannot even criticize this guy. This is fucking brilliant. Have a look at this. Oh, it's real. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, they tear gas it! Hey, it's real! I stole it for the police! <laughs> Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub here, I stole it from the police! <laughs> it's real! You can hear the laughter of the other people. <laughs> I stole it for the police! <laughs> I stole the police horn! Fuck it! Fuck it. Police reported. I stole the police horse. Fuck it. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I would say this guy is the next, he is the modern day Paul Revere, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we got one more quote. Uh, one more quote. One more piece of footage here. Portland cops in riot gear take a knee at the request of protesters. Yes. Look at, look at this. Yes. Huh? Isn't this tolerant? <laughs> wow. If you, if you live in Portland and you thought the police are going to protect me from the protesters, guess again. <laughs> no, no, they're not. Oh, no, they're not. Here they are. Here they are. The protesters are shaking their hands because they are effectively, you know, for want of a better term, standing down. <laughs> wow. They're fist pumping the protesters. Yeah, we got this under control. They're getting selfies with them. <laughs> Obviously, obviously, somebody in that somebody in that squad is smart and said, look, if we do what we say, if we do this one thing, they'll probably calm down and fuck off. <clears throat> That's my suspicion. Like some commanding officer said, look, just do this thing. It's a great photo op. They want it. They'll come up. They sh will shake their hands and then they'll go away and everything will stay calm. For, the, for a while. <laughs> of course, later that night, 
shit started popping off in Portland just the same. Because as we all know, what you think, what you care about doesn't really matter at the end of the day when the bricks start flying and the Molotov cocktails start getting hurled into fucking windows. They're not really going to care that they had a selfie with the cop kneeling a few hours earlier. <laughs> Jim Enward, didn't kneeling start this whole thing in the first place? <laughs> Touche. Touche. All right. Uh, corporate media, ladies and gentlemen. One of our old favourites that we haven't been to for a while, Morning Joe, came up with this hottest of hot takes. Let's have a look. There's going to be a lot of issues coming out of what's happened in the last week. Um, yep. But one of them is going to be that change of transmission will have become lit. Uh, from these gatherings and Minnesota, one of the hard hit states by the protests where you've seen large mass gatherings. um, That state has been seeing an uptick in cases to begin with. Even before these (laughs) protests started, we saw rising hospitalizations in that state. So this country isn't through this uh, this epidemic. Um, This is. (laughs) You see what's happening here? The doctors are like. Hang on a minute. They're taking out airspace. <laughs> the doctor's like, they're taking all of the attention away from us. You know, you know, the real tragedy about these riots, it's not the deaths. It's not the it's not the violence. It's not the innocent people being beaten to death on the street. It's not the innocent people having their whole lives destroyed. It's not the people having their shop windows, you know, destroyed. It's not the Molotov cocktails. It's not the chaos. It's none of that. The real tragedy here is people might start getting coronavirus again. (laughs) It's a crisis party. I love it. I love this. This is fantastic. This is continuing to expand, at, but at a much slower rate. But it's still mm. expanding, and we yep. still have pockets of spread in communities of spread. Um, that aren't under good control. <laughs> Foggy in a chat. Minnesota, come for the COVID, stay for the beatings. <laughs> if you were out protesting last night, you probably need to go get a COVID test this week. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, you know, if you were out there, like, looting the stores and shit... Make sure you go to the hospital and say, hey, I was out there looting the stores and protesting and all of that stuff, but can you please check me for coronavirus? <laughs> because I was out there in the protest and the policeman just standing in the corner goes, mm-hmm, yep. And which store were you uh, looting at the time that you feel like you uh, came into contact with somebody who had coronavirus? Was it this one? Yeah. And did you happen to pick up any products? You know, you know Nike shoes, for example. Uh, coronavirus can live on the outside of a box of Nikes for like twelve hours. So did you did you happen to pick up any Nikes or we was that you is that you on this security footage here? Mm, 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 interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's like the Simpsons come down and get a free boat. <laughs> because there's still a pandemic in America. That's killing Amberlina, all positive tests result in jail time. <laughs> black and brown people at higher numbers. The mayor of Atlanta and before that, former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb on the potential. Joe always looks like when he's not speaking, Joe always looks like he wishes that he was dead. It's like the expression that he has on his face. You know what I mean? Look at him. 
he he looks when he looks at the camera when he's not speaking all the time because I watch Morning Joe, so I I pick these little things up. <clears throat> whenever you'll notice, whenever he's not speaking, he looks down that barrel of the camera, and his eyes tell you, "Somebody kill me! I wish I was dead!" Like, it, <laughs> and then when he starts talking, he snaps back into whoop, and he starts being you know uh, animated again with that horrible accent. You know, he's a hero. He's a, he's a, Robert Mueller is an American fucking hero. I still don't know what that accent is, but it's like, it's like fingernails down a chalkboard. But whenever he's not talking, he always has the same look on his face. It's like the reverse Tucker. Tucker, when he's not talking, looks alive and interested and confused and intrigued all at once. Joe, when he's not talking, looks like he wants somebody to put him in the grave. Deadly consequences of large protests during the coronavirus pandemic. Joining us now, Morning Joe Chief Medical Correspondent, Dr. Dave Campbell. Dr. Dave, Hi, Dave. I'm sure... Dr. Dave. <laughs> I love the informal nature of these breakfast shows. We've got Dr. Dave on the line. We weren't the only ones thinking this, watching this all unfold and these people, you know, very close to... Dr. Davey boy. Dr. Davo. Yeah each other some of them obviously scuffling and having scuffling (laughs) it was scuffles (laughs) you know obviously most of the protests were were peaceful but there was a few few individuals out there who were getting involved in scuffle a bit of fisticuffs Hmm? (laughs) there's a bit of a schlobber knocker a little bit of a scuffle a little bit, a little bit of a Donnybrook, a little bit of tomfoolery, a little bit of fisticuffs, little scuffles, scuffle. <laughs> Don't get into a scuffle, children. I'm sure we weren't the only scuffle. Scuffle is what your mother would say when she's putting a uh, detol on your knee when you scrape your knee after having a scuffle. You know, at the basketball, I got into a scuffle. There was a little bit of push and shove. Little little rascals, yeah. <laughs> Skullduggery, yes, that's a good one. Skullduggery, tomfoolery, fisticuffs, and scuffles. Scally, dare, dare I say, a few scallywags. <laughs> Getting into scuffles. How how dare you accuse the corporate media of downplaying the seriousness of the riots, huh? Get a grip. <laughs> How dare you? This is about bringing you the truth. The cold, hard facts in the cold, hard light of day. Eh, some people are getting some scuffles. Holy shit! Shut! Winning TV dropping a guinea on us. Thank you so much. Very generous. Says, hold on, Mika. Mika, uh, I would uh, I would call them minor altercations. Let's not go there. Minor altercations, scuffles, fisticuffs, skullduggery from some scallywags and little rascals. <laughs> the ones thinking this, watching this all unfold, and these people, you know, very close to each other. Some of them obviously scuffling and having scuffling. <laughs> I can't get over it. Because you can see her brain ticking over while she's trying to come up with a PC-appropriate word, right? She doesn't want to say fighting because that's too aggressive. 
she doesn't want to say looting because then uh, that's too nasty, right? That's She'll get criticized if she says looters. She's looking for a safe word and she fucking goes to scuffling. <laughs> like a grandmother. You can see her thinking. Oh, uh, fighting, no. Looting, no. Rioting, no. Uh, angry protest, no. Uh, oh, God, God, God. Uh, uh, scuffling? Scuffling? If she was on Family Feud, it wouldn't even be in the top 10. You know, survey says nobody thought of scuffling when they thought of when they think of the fucking riots, Mika. Where the hell did you get that one from? I'm sure we weren't the only ones thinking this, watching this all unfold and these people, you know, very close to each other. Some of them obviously scuffling and having uh, <laughs> physical interactions. Physical interactions. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yes! Yes! Come on! <laughs> Scuffling with physical interactions. <laughs> Is that what you call a fucking riot? <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking next level. Like I've t- we've talked about it on this show before so many times. These people propagandize themselves. They brainwash themselves. Like like from one sentence to the next. Think think about the lunacy here. You have you have dozens of cities fucking burning to the ground. People literally being beaten to death on the street bricks molotov cocktails we haven't seen violence like this on such a large scale in our lifetimes that's how <laughs> we watched the footage of the minneapolis third precinct i think it was being chased out of their own police building by people hurling Molotov cocktails at them. We watch them retreat from their own police building under threat of, you know, apparently imminent fucking death. How does this get described on MSNBC? By this fucking fraud, Mika Brzezinski? This shameless corporate whore? It gets described as scuffling with physical interaction. Next fucking level, ladies and gentlemen. Scuffling with physical interaction. <laughs> I think I think one more time to be appropriate. This watching this all unfold and these people you know, very close to each other. Some of them obviously scuffling and having uh, physical interactions. How possible is it that there will be a few, if not more, coronavirus cases out of these protests that turned into riots? Do you reckon she feels dirty when she gets home? Like underneath her outfit there, do you reckon there's like scars where she cuts herself? When she finishes her shift, like, she's like, okay, bye, Mika. Bye, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye, bye. And she gets in the car and just cries all the way home. 
tears flowing down her face as she drives home. She takes a separate car because she likes to listen to adult contemporary music and Joe would rather listen to talk radio and she doesn't like the talk radio. She, she takes a separate car home to and from work and she just cries the whole way. And then when she gets home, she steals herself and just pours like a nice glass of vodka straight, like in a, in a juice glass, you know what I mean? And just slams it. And then she goes into the bathtub and just and puts cold water in the bath and lights some candles and then just starts cutting herself. Does she do that? <laughs> Does she feel horrible at the end of every day? Or... Does she get like does she get like some kind of sick pleasure from it? Does she enjoy it? Does she feel like she's being powerful, like she's ruling over people? When she gets home at the end of the day and thinks about how she's lying and manipulating and deceiving, does she touch herself? <laughs> I'd like to know which one it is. <clears throat> I don't know. It could go either way. Either way. But either way, um, describing the riots as, what was it? Scuffling, some minor scuffling with physical interaction is one of the best things I've fucking heard all weekend. Wow. The fucking, the balls on these people. Ah, uh, let's see what we got here. What should we go to? Okay, let's do a quick one. <clears throat> let's do a quick... I've got a couple more corporate, uh, corporate media responses. We may have to go a little bit over time tonight. Uh, let's do another one of these. Lemon tree, very pretty, and a lemon flowery sweet. But a fruit or the fruit lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Our good friend, ladies and gentlemen, Don Lemon wants to know why the celebrities aren't doing more. Since all of this chaos broke out this evening, no call for calm. Americans coming together. We are all one. Not that I have heard of. <laughs> You're right, Don. You know, you know what America really needs right now? You know what America really needs is uh, shallow, poetic flighty speeches of no fucking relevance. What America really needs now is stereotypical mouth mouth sewerage, right? <clears throat> this the thing that will make all of this go away is to have the right person stand up and say, you know, we need to be united, not divided. We need to love, not hate. We need to go forwards, not backwards. We need to care for one another, not hate one another. And then boom, it's like all of a sudden, 
all of all all of the rioting and the looting and the physical interactions and the scuffling just disappears into thin fucking air. <laughs> these people live <clears throat> these people live in a fantasy world. There's no other way to describe it. Don Lemon lives in a fantasy land where somebody who is willing to throw a Molotov, somebody who's willing to throw like an explosive device, essentially, a Molotov cocktail is an explosive device. Somebody who's willing to throw an explosive device into a shop in order to steal a pair of shoes, Don Lemon in his fantasy world thinks that if somebody comes out and says something like, we need to love, not hate, that that person will not do that if given the opportunity. These people are sick in the head. They don't live in the same reality we do. Somebody once described it to me thusly, and I think it's the best description of like the politicians and the higher-ups in the corporate press when they do commentary on like what everyday people do in these kinds of scenarios. And the person I'm speaking about is my co-host on uh, the Common Discourse podcast, which we haven't done for a while, but we're still good mates. Uh, Adam J, the voice of reason, Adam J. And he said to me, these people view the world through the bulletproof windows of their chauffeur-driven cars. Like that, that's, that's their interaction with us. That's the level of interaction they have with us. And that's as good as it gets. They can talk about all oh, the poor people and the oppressed people and blah, 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 blah. And they can talk about all oh, the communities need us. But <clears throat> the only interaction they have with the community and the people is when they have to take a detour because the highway is closed and they sit in the back of their chauffeur-driven car with the bulletproof glass looking out the window for a few minutes. That's it. That's the only real interaction they have. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. Everything else is a manifestation of their imagination that fills in the blanks. But in terms of real world experience with us, the peasants down here, they have no fucking idea what we think, what we feel, how we feel, what we like, what we dislike, what we approve of, what we disapprove. They have no idea. They tell themselves that they do, but they do not. And every now and then they come into contact with somebody, like they get an email that makes them cry. Or, you know, they drive through a bad neighbourhood in their chauffeur-driven car and they say, oh, my God, look at all these homeless people. Isn't it awful? Every now and then they graze up against real life and it scares them so much that they go on their corporate media TV shows and say ridiculous things like, if only somebody came out and said that we should love each other and not hate each other, then the riots wouldn't be happening. There's your distilled version of reality for these people in a nutshell. That's their interaction with the world. They're not in the same world as us. They graze it occasionally and it makes them feel bad. I sure would like to hear that. I See, I would like to hear that. I sure would like to hear that. The people who are doing this, the right, the looting that you see on the screen here, they don't care if they, they're not listening, Don. Don wants to hear it. 
Don thinks it's important for a politician to come out and say rosy, nice things about how we should love and not hate. He wants to hear it for him to make himself feel better. The people who are looting do not give a single fuck. What is said, just like the clip earlier that we played with the girl with the megaphone, she couldn't fucking comprehend why the looters and the rioters and the people stealing shit were not listening to her. She didn't make sense. I was trying to tell them to stop, but they wouldn't stop because they don't care what you think. Because you're the privileged upper middle class college student who thinks they're a a communist revolutionary and these guys are just kicking in shop windows to steal shoes. They do not give a fuck. And if you stand in their way, they will beat the living, ever living shit out of you. And you can say that you're on their side. They will, they will pound the two by four into your skull all the same. A lot of people need a fucking reality check here. A lot of people are completely unprepared for stuff like this. Oh, if only somebody came out and said a nice speech, then all of a sudden this would go away. No, it won't, Don. That's why they kicked in the fucking windows of CNN in Atlanta, my friend. Because they don't care about you. They don't care what you think. They don't care what you say. And you think you care about them, but you don't. Your motivation is to make you feel better, not to make them and their lives better. I sure would like to hear that we are all Americans and we, oh, we all need sure to stick would together. Like to, me, me, me. We all need to come together. Because if we can't live together as Americans, then what oh. do we have? Do we- oh, oh, if we can't live together, what do we have? Oh, my God. Oh. <clears throat> what garbage. <laughs> Utter, utter claptrap. We even have a country anymore? This is unbelievable what is happening here. Oh, oh I can't, I don't understand. I don't From get it. From west to east, east to west. Oh. I have shown you pictures of just about every major city in this country. From Los Angeles to New York, to Washington, to Seattle, to Philadelphia. To Chicago, to Minneapolis. I can name all the places. Miami, all over. When did <laughs> Monica in a chat? Whatever will we do? <laughs> Somebody needs to make a speech. Did this country get out of control. When did we lose control of this country? Ah, uh, yes, the illusion of control. <laughs> My personal favorite of the self delusions. Thinking you're in control of anything is a, it's, it's self-hypnosis. It's a self-delusion. It's something that we tell ourselves in order to operate, in order to function on a daily basis. But in reality, you're not in control of anything. You're not. Like, we're at, at a molecular level, you don't control shit. <laughs> you think you're in control of your life, boom, you get fucking cancer. Then what? You know what I mean? You think you're in control of the car, somebody runs a red light and cleans you up. Bang, you're out. You're gone done life over when did we lose control you never had control the difference here is you shouldn't be asking when did we lose control you should be asking when did people discover that there is no control because now that's what's happening people are realizing wait wait (laughs) i can fucking do what i want fuck these people 
fuck this. You know, th- that's what's happening here. When did we lose? What, what, who's we, Don? Are you saying you're part? Are you saying you're part of the patriarchal, awful system that's oppressed people for so long? See the subtext to what he's saying here. He doesn't even realize how it sounds. When did we lose control? <clears throat> I thought you were against control, Don. Hasn't hasn't Don always uh, spruked that the system needs to be changed? That those who control the system are in the wrong. That the the whole idea of control is inherently racist and evil. And needs to be changed. And now here he is saying, oh no, we need the status quo. We need to maintain, we need to keep control. We need to maintain control. What a shame, what a shameless fraud. Yesterday he's for changing the system and today he's for control. We need to, when did we lose control in this country? I don't know, Don. Maybe when people like you spent the better part of two decades saying that Control needs to be taken away. Just a thought. Just an idea. When did we cease to be? Now I want to hear Don's solution for how to regain control. A country, a group of people who wanted to at least live together in spite of the differences. Because of our differences, isn't that the whole reason for the thing? <laughs> Profound. Isn't that the whole reason for the thing? All of a sudden, he's turning into a libertarian. <laughs> See, that's the thing, Don. I agree with that sentiment. It's our differences that make it, that make it worthwhile. Like, I don't want to live in a one-party state shock horror i don't want to live in a in a place where everybody agrees that's that's like that's like oh that's like torture to me just thinking about it i don't want to live in a one-party state dictatorship where everybody has the same views right so don's like oh isn't our differences isn't that what what makes the whole thing worthwhile it's like yeah i believe that i don't think you believe that don (laughs) i don't think don believes it because every other day of the year, Don's saying that we all need to agree with what he thinks. And if you don't agree, you're a Nazi, you're a racist, you're a horrible person, you're a white supremacist, you're violent, you're evil, right? <laughs> you're a bigot. You're a misogynist. If you don't agree with Don, you're, an, you're, you're a piece of shit. You shouldn't even have a voice. You shouldn't even be allowed to speak. Every other day of the year. But now, today, Don's like, well, we've got differences. Should Can't we all just get along? <laughs> exactly. D-Live Dingus, exactly. I spent the last decade race baiting and have now lost control of my monster. Unbelievable. That we are here because we, want, because we are different. That we're, we're supposed to try this grand experiment. Oh, my God. And let's not forget, if anyone is judging this, I'm not judging this. I'm just wondering what is going on because we. That's it. I'm not, ju- I'm not judging this. Don, 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 Donnie. It's okay. You're, you're allowed to judge people who, um, you know, 
engage in rioting and looting and kicking people to death on the street. You're allowed to judge those people. <coughs> I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I know what's going on, Don. <laughs> I'm not judging. <laughs> Why not? Now would be a good time to start. We were supposed to figure out this experiment a long wow. time ago. Our country was started because this is how the Boston Tea Party. Oh. <laughs> now he's a constitutionalist. Don Lemon, now Don Lemon's a Tea Party guy. I told you he's he's turned libertarian in one mo in a in a flash moment. Don Lemon libertarian. <laughs> Don, you mean all those slave owners and white supremacists and the founding fathers who made that horrible thing? What the fuck are you talking about, Don? <laughs> You're not talking about the slave owners, are you? <laughs> Based on lemon. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, it started with the Tea Party, man. <laughs> this fucking guy. He's become a Tea Party fucking libertarian in the space of two minutes. <laughs> Amberlina, good point. Amberlina with the diamond says, let's all welcome him to the team. <laughs> Molon Labe, Don Lemon. <laughs> Unbelievable. Rioting. Wow. So don't, do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that this is how this country was started right but we like this <laughs> tactical libertarianism <laughs> thought that we had at least figured it out and gotten beyond that where oh. we could live together in some sort of democracy yeah he, he, but this is he has no idea what his opinion is <laughs> He can't fucking formulate a coherent thought right now. Not democracy. This is not democracy. This is, quite frankly, anarchy. I do love the sound. If anybody doesn't like the sound of a bottle, like, uh, are they called bottle? Do you call them bottle rockets? I don't know what the American term is for them, but anybody who doesn't love the sound of those little fucking things going off isn't human. And so far... Silence. I've, I've heard from the great John Lewis tonight. Ah, the great John Lewis. I've heard from some of the... Here we go. Here we go. We're setting it leaders up. ...leaders who've called in. Hey, listen. I've heard from Senator Kamala Harris. I've heard from Ilhan Omar. I've heard some, from some Democratic leaders. I've heard from Ilan Omar. <laughs> A beacon of the libertarian fucking, a beacon of the libertarian current that runs through American society, <laughs> all the way back to the Boston Tea Party. Ilan Omar. <laughs> beacon of freedom.
rebel patriot. <laughs> Constitutional patriot. I would love to hear from some Republican leaders. Call, please call in and talk to me. I want, I oh, want to hear. Yeah, I bet they're lining up to talk to you. What you have to say about this. I really do. I want to hear what the president has to say. I really do. I want to. Since when? Didn't he, hasn't he said previously on his show that nobody should listen to the fucking president? Like there's no point in listening to the president anymore. So don't listen to him. Don't bother. Now it's like, well, I want to hear from the president. Remember, this is what we spoke about in the first half of the show. If he doesn't say anything, they'll accuse him uh, that he should say something, even though I think he should too. And even though I know, even though he should say something, him saying something isn't going to make any difference in the minds of most people because when he says something, they'll say that he shouldn't have said anything, right? It's just the way it goes. But the, he's going to come out and say something and then Don Lemon's going to go back on his show and say the president shouldn't have said this. He should have kept his mouth shut. In fact... In fact, we'll leave we'll leave Don there for now. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet. But the fruit of the poor is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet. But the fruit of the poor is impossible to eat. So from the same network, ladies and gentlemen, CNN, Don Lemon begs the president to say something. The president comes out and says something, and then you get this on CNN, Christiane Armanpour. You have said what happened in Minneapolis to George Floyd and, and everything that's happening there and around the country is a crucial test of your profession. You've, you've said that. It's a crucial test of our profession in terms of law enforcement. I need to ask you this because some of the latest news is that President Trump, as we know, has had a conference call with governors. And some of that audio has come out and we're using it. And in it, he says to governors, he says... I like that. We're using it. Not we're playing it, not we're sharing it, not we're uh, reporting on it. No, no, no. We're using it. Every now and then they just, every now and then they just slip up, don't they? Every now and then they just slip up a little bit. You know, some leaked audio came out from the president and we're using it. Using it for what, Christiane? She doesn't, she doesn't specify. See, if I'm a reporter, I would say we're reporting on this leaked audio. We're playing this leaked audio using is a completely different you know context it's a completely different term because when you use something you use it for something right christian Armanpour used to be good i remember not that long ago like when i was growing up when i was when i was a young rooster when i was a young cock uh christian Armanpour was like the war zone reporter she was good she had a lot of cred she had a lot of credibility and she was hard hitting and stuff, but then you know, once she got the cushy uh, studio job, she just fell back into the routine of everybody else. But I used to, I used to think Christiane Armanpour was pretty good, but not not these days. Says you're weak. He says many of you should be, you know, not showing this weakness. We're laughing stocks. You need to dominate. You need to dominate. I want to ask you not to, if you don't want to, comment on the president of the United States. But is the right? Direction for police Here today. We go. Here we go. In this it's so predictable. It's so to go predictable. Out and dominate and to show that they're quote unquote not. That is a leading question to end to for the ages. That <clears throat> I'm not going to ask you to uh, respond to this if you don't want to. But should the president you be using words like dominate again? The words, his words are the problem. 
the the people throwing fucking bricks through windows and Molotov cocktails, that's not the problem. The real problem here is the words the president used in a private, what was supposed to be a private phone call with governors, which is leaked, which we're now quote unquote using, right? But it's so predictable because we, like I was just saying in the start of the show, if he doesn't say anything, he needs to say something. If he says something, it's the wrong thing to say. It, it, wouldn't, it doesn't matter what he says. It will be wrong. If he came out and said the kind of speech that Don Lemon wants him to say, like, we should love each other, not hate each other, we should be united, not divided, Don Lemon will go on his show the very next day and say it was insincere and fake and phony because everything else the president says is different. So what's the point? It's not changing any minds here. Not weak. What is? What should the police be doing now to calm this terrible situation? Let, let, let me just say this to the president of the United States on behalf of the police chiefs in this country. Please, if you don't have something constructive to say, keep your mouth shut. I... I rest my case. The prosecution rests. <clears throat> See, what's constructive? What's constructive? Coming out saying, we should love, not hate. We should be united, not divided. What happened? We should love each other. We're all neighbours. Let's let's get along and be good friends and blah, 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 blah. And all the usual airy, fairy, shallow, nonsensical shit that makes no relevant difference to anything else at all. Like, you know, that's the constructive thing, is it? Is it really? Or is it just the shit you say to make you feel good? I tend to the latter. Say the nice rosy things about love and unity. They think that's constructive. <clears throat> I rest my case. <laughs> Doesn't matter what he says. Uh, I do. I do want to go back to Don though. Should we play? We'll play the song one more time, just because Don fucking deserves it. Because this is one of the hottest takes of hot takes. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet, but the fruit of the poor land is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet, but the fruit of the poor land is impossible. To See, this is one of those moments where I get caught out because I didn't pre-watch this video. I don't like to pre-watch things. I don't like to pre-read things too much. Like, if I watch a video, I'll watch 30 seconds of it and go, okay, we'll do it on the show. If I read an article, I'll read, like, the headline and a couple of bits, like a couple of paragraphs or something, and I'm like, okay, I'll bring it to the show um, because I want to give you, like, genuine reaction. The reason that I chose this video is because it's called, literally on the CNN, webs uh, on the CNN YouTube channel, Don Lemon calls out Hollywood elite. Where uh, where are you during protests? It's literally called Don Lemon calls out the Hollywood elite. <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for the the part where he gets to the Hollywood part. So let's have a look. I hear from everyone, but so far I have heard nothing. And you know what? I, who I also want to hear from? Here we go. I want to hear from. This is this is what who I want to hear from, and I'm going to call who? people who? out because a lot of these young people, not all of these, not all young people are out there. Looting. Yep. And rioting. Yep. We heard from young people who are out there mm -hmm. because they're upset about what's happening in their country. Okay. 
and they are their country taking the lead. <laughs> it was just too easy. Stepping into the void and fighting for what's right. Fuff. Don Lemon just literally said on his own fucking show, after he's now turned libertarian, by the way, he just referred to people looting and rioting as young people stepping into the void to fight for what's right. Wow. What do you even fucking say to that? They're fighting for what's right. He can't, he doesn't know what his own opinion is. Wait, hang on, Don, Don, Don. So the guys throwing bricks through shop windows, running into the shops and stealing shit. They're, they're, they're stepping into the void to fight for what's right. The fuck are you talking about, Don? Seriously, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you insane? I think he is. They're sick and tired. But yet, the people... Because a lot of these young people, not all of these, not all young people are out there... Clip this. ...all people out. Because a lot of these young people, not all of these, not all young people are out there... ...looting and rioting. We heard from young people who are out there because they're upset about what's happening in their country. And they are taking the lead, stepping into the void, and fighting for what's right. They're taking the lead, stepping into the void, fighting for what's right. My fucking heart bleeds. Sick and tired. But yet, the people who have made it, many of them who are of color. Like you, Don. And white folks as well. Oh, and the white folks. <laughs> and I, the white folks are just an afterthought. <laughs> nice one, Donnie. Nice one, Donnie. They are the, these people who, these young people have put themselves in the line. They have nothing. They don't, they're not wealthy. They're poor kids, a lot of them who are out there. I don't know. I, I saw, we just saw footage. Uh, one guy was shoving boxes into like a, I don't know, a 1996 Toyota Celica. Now, a 1996 Toyota Celica is not an expensive car, but it's not like he's fucking living on the street, obviously, right? He has a car. <laughs> he has no, these people have nothing. Well, he's got a 1996 Toyota Celica. <laughs> That's something. You could trade that in for some cash. But a lot of people I am not much, but you'll get something for it. Has to come on this show to talk about this wealthy celebrities, wealthy political people. I can't do it. I'm mad. I don't want people to see me mad. It might hurt my business or um, I, I, I'm so upset that I had to go to my country house. Stop hiding behind the First Amendment, Don. House and I just can't do it. Where are you? 
Why aren't you fighting for these young people? If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? If you are a millionaire or a gazillionaire or a, a movie star or a politician. He said a gazillionaire. A gazillionaire. No, no, it's Salika. We, you know, we uh, call it down here for fun. We call it a silly car, <laughs> a Toyota silly car. <laughs> and you don't step up now. When the hell are you going to do it? Stop making excuses. What, what, what are you worried about? It's a Toyota Celica. Celica. <laughs> you stupid Americans with your stupid accents. <laughs> you stupid Americans. <laughs> it's a Toyota Celica. <laughs> if you have made gazillions of dollars and you are rich and you have established, why are you afraid of what someone else is going to think about you and your anger? That it's going to hurt your business or your reputation I or... I can't your, believe what I'm fucking I hearing this word. This drives me crazy. Your brand, quote unquote. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. You are your brand. Step up. And you are yours, Don. Up, people. Step up, Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood. Come on. Get out there. And get and come on CNN or wherever. I don't care where you go. You can go on Fox News. You can go on MSNBC. You can go on ABC, CBS. I don't care where you go. But get out there and talk about this. Get on social media. The fantasy world in all of its glory, ladies and gentlemen. Don Lemon's Fantasy Land, as explained by Don Lemon, the audiobook. The, the reason that this is happening is because wealthy black people in Hollywood who live in gated communities and have personal security guards are not out there on the front foot saying shit like, we need to be united, not divided. In his mind, that makes total sense. In his mind, one of the reasons why this is happening is because wealthy black people actors are not on Twitter saying shit like, hey, we should love each other, not hate each other. There are, the words do not exist in the English language to describe that level of denseness, of that, that level of stupidity. But again, it's, it's to be hard, to be fair to him, it's not really stupidity. It's just People like Don Lemon want to talk about the experience of people all the time. That's his experience. That the world's a better place when celebrities say things. As he looks at the world through the bulletproof glass of the chauffeur-driven car. Fighting for what's right. Standing up. Filling the void. Doing what needs to be done. You know... All of this awful rioting and all of this awful hatred and violence, it would all go away if only some members of, he even said, Black Hollywood. If some members of Black Hollywood got on Twitter and started talking about it. <laughs> these, these people are so detached. They, 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 they don't even exist on the same plane of reality as the rest of us. 
but they're the ones who try to tell us that we've got it wrong. We've the, we're the ones that don't understand. We're the ones who see things differently, like, oh, we're the outcasts. We're the fringe. We don't get it. We don't understand what's going on here, but Don does. Don understands, and Don knows because he knows that if only some fucking overpaid black actor came out on Twitter and said that this shouldn't be happening, that it would all be okay. <laughs> fucking balls on these people. It's incredible. <clears throat> it never ceases to amaze. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. We've been going over time a lot. Um, I'm opening the chest right now. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget, later on tonight, ladies and gentlemen, at 10 p.m., Nightwave Radio with everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh. Uh, he's been covering this. I'm sure it's probably going to be another fucking five-hour marathon. Ralph Retort's been covering I don't think it's... I think Ralph Retort's on now, actually, so he's come on early. So I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. Uh, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> people will be watching. Um, I'll be back tomorrow at 6 p.m. once again. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Why Censored? Winning TV, UK Neil, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, uh, Joy of Pessy, JJ Stoner, Major Tom, Sunday Night Shit Show. Of course, tomorrow morning, uh, Daywave, Royce, Royce Lopez at 10 a.m., JJ Stoner at midday, Revenge of the Sis. I'll be watching at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'll be back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you'd like to tell me about which celebrity should say nice things in order to make the rioters go away, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Thank you to everybody who contributed tonight on DLive. Uh, did I open the chest? Okay, now I'm opening the chest. Ugh. All right. <laughs> thank you to everyone tonight who contributed on DLive, and thank you for sharing the show out. Like I said, I'll be back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Until then, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.